So this past few days, no, when you go, when you're a mass goer, so first readings would always be uh, creation. So I think it will run up to next week. So it's the chapters of Genesis on creation. The opening of the book of Genesis speaks of God's creative action. So it is written in the beginning when God created heavens and the earth, that, 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 through the account of the six days of creation, sacred scriptures teaches us that the creation of the visible world was to praise and to serve God. It's Leonardo da Vinci's drawing of the Vitruvian man. It shows his interest in proportion, and he believed that the workings of the human body to be an analogy for the workings of the universe. So the soul of man is a spirit and is similar to the nature of an angel. So the body of man is physical matter, similar in nature to an animal. Yet man is neither an angel nor a beast. He is a being in his own right. So philosophers define man as a rational animal. The word rational indicating man's spiritual soul. The word animal indicating his physical body. Now considering we humans are so inclined to pride and vanity, it is unusual that we give so little thought to the reality that we are wonderfully made by the creator. The fact that the body is such a marvelous work of divine planning and power with millions of tiny cells formed into various organs and all the organs work together in such a wonderful harmony for the good of the whole body. This fact should give us a faint idea of what a magnificent piece of handiwork the soul must be. So it is, we know, a spirit. In considering the nature of God, we discuss the nature of a spirit. So a spirit is a conscious and intelligent being with no physical matter in its makeup. And God created us in his own image and likeness. So the entire human race is descended from one man and one woman. Adam and Eve were the first ancestors of every human being. And the soul of Adam and Eve were directly and immediately created by God. So when husband and wife operate with God in the formation of the human body, God, the spiritual soul, which makes the body a human being, must be directly created by God infused into the embryonic body with the mother's womb. So when God created Adam and Eve, he constituted them in a state of holiness and justice and offered them of the true sharing in his divine life. This is how tradition and magisterium's description of paradise contained in Genesis. Theology calls it supernatural elevation when man is made in the likeness and image of God. So here we see Creation of Adam by Michelangelo, which forms part of the Sistine Chapel's ceiling. And it's painted in the 1508 to 1512. There are two trees in the Garden of Eden, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, 
which we will touch later on no when we will go to the three the four phases of the fall as narrated by Father Peter Armenio who is an Opus Dei priest in Chicago this was also the tree of life the fruit of this tree was to sustain, to sustain their gifts the divine and preternatural gifts they receive spiritual food from this tree they would never die if they ate from this tree it would sustain their participation in god's life and god bestowed two kinds of gifts from this tree of life to adam and eve in the very first moment of their existence they were given the gifts of three their natural and supernatural gifts. So what is a preternatural gift? Infused knowledge, integrity, impossibility, and immortality. So what is infused knowledge? Infused knowledge, God gave them knowledge. Adam knew the nature of each creature when he named them. And he knew many other things without having to be taught. They had harmony with nature and also received a conscience so that they knew how to behave and live. So with integrity, there was complete harmony within themselves. Their reason was obedient and hence the powers under their reason, that is the will, were obedient. So there was no war or disorder between the flesh and the spirit. All other creatures were also obedient to Adam. Then the impossibility, delivered from passion. There would be no pain, sickness, or suffering. The original life given by God was free of depression, sadness, or grief. Immortality, there would be no death. There were, they, they were not to die. They were to love God above all and love their neighbor. When the time was right, they would be assumed in heaven. So this is why Our Lady, no? Our Lady was assumed by his son. So somebody has to bring her up. And that was her son. She had no sin. She is the second Eve. So you, she received what was gifted to the original Eve. But greater than any of this preternatural gift was the supernatural gift that was bestowed on Adam and Eve. This was nothing less than the sharing by God of his own nature with Adam and Eve. God let his love, which is the Holy Spirit, flow into and occupy the souls of Adam and Eve. This flow of God's love in, into the soul as somewhat the flow of blood in blood transfusion. So somewhat as the patient is joined to the blood donor by the flow of the donor's own blood, so were the souls of Adam and Eve joined to God by flow of God, God, God's own love into their souls now the new kind of life which adam and eve possessed as a result of their union with god this is what you call the this supernatural life is what you call sanctifying grace so what is this sanctifying grace i just have to go over these things no we don't have to delve into it so maybe you could read some religious books you know this uh this doctrine class it's just para a springboard for you to read, to read other doctrine, uh, like for example, doctrinal books. So like here, I have this, I have tons actually of this one, no? So you could have the 
catechism, basic catechism, or the faith explained, or you could also go to the compendium of the Catholic, compendium of the catechism of the Catholic Church. And also we have this uh, to St. Joseph guides, but there are also some references in the, in, in the Google. So as I said, uh, greater than this, which includes the theological virtues, the cardinal virtues and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now the theological virtues disposes Christians to live in close relationship with the Holy Spirit. So these virtues has God for their origin, their motive and their object. God knows by faith, God hope in and love for his own sake. We will always have to ask, like for example, during the consecration, we could ask our Lord, increase my faith, hope, and love. So the cardinal virtues dispose us to lead moral and good lives by aiding us to treat persons and things in the right way, that is according to the will of God. So we have prudence, is the power to make right judgments. We have justice, safeguards the life and freedom of others. Fortitude disposes us to do what is good in spite of every difficulty. Temperance disposes us to control our desires and especially use rightly the things which appeal to our senses. So we have the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit, wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, knowledge, piety, fear of the Lord. And also we have the fruits of the Holy Spirit, which I was not able to include here. So imagine these things, no? Uh, our first parents, because of their disobedience, were not able anymore before they have this. But after the fall, they, have, they don't have this. So what happens to us? Now, for you to be a saint, they have to investigate if you have lived heroically these virtues. With these above gifts given to our first parents, just one thing was required of Adam and Eve to make this gift secure to his descendants. So there's only one thing, the gifts which you and I ought to be enjoying today. So he said, he must by free act of his joy, give his love irrevocably to God. So in this life, there's only one way in which love for God can prove itself by doing God's will. That's why God gave Adam and Eve a commandment. One single commandment, they must not eat the fruit that grew on a certain tree. But there had to be a commandment so that there could be an act of love, an act of obedience. If there's an act of obedience, so there could be a proof of love. But then, free and deliberate choosing of God's preference, but there could be a proof of love. So a free and deliberate choosing of God in preferences to self. So we know what happened. Adam and Eve failed the test. They committed the first sin, the original sin. And their sin was not simply one of disobedience, like the sin of the fallen angels. It too was a sin of pride. So here is the fall of man as the, the different phases of the fall of man from Father Peter Armenio, who I personally know actually. It's a brief course on the theology of creation. So he pointed out that, the, that there are four phases of the fall. 
that is the fall from supernatural elevation that was endowed by the Almighty God to our first parents. So the supernatural elevation. So the first is command of God. Genesis chapter 2, verse 16. And the Lord God commanded the men, saying, You may freely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. So there was the temptation by the devil. You will not die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So the third phase is the disobedience. So when the woman saw that the tree was good and that it was the light to the eyes and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate, and she also gave some to her husband, and he ate it. So afterwards, we have the consequences of the disobedience. So we have the sin. There was an order in creation that because of the fall, there was an order in creation that became disorder. So infused knowledge became ignorance. Integrity became conflict between spirit and flesh. Completely control of reason over passion. So impossibility became pain, suffering, sadness, and grief. And immortality became death. So Adam and Eve were driven out of the garden, out of paradise, away from the tree of life. And therefore, no more participation in the life of God. The law of labor was introduced and they had to work to survive. There was pain and suffering, like, for example, childbirth and sickness. There was unrest and division in creation. With this, God sent them forth from the garden. Adam and Eve were no longer worthy to eat the tree of life. They could not return, hence they could not eat from the tree of life and therefore no participation in the life of God. But before they were sent forth, God gave them the first good news. He promised that he will save them. So the second if, this time, will be obedient, thus undoing Eve's disobedience. This time through her will come truth, not lies like the first if, and that truth will be Jesus Christ, the Son of Man the one who will undo the fault of Adam and restore us. They will be restored, but will receive a greater tree of life, which is the cross, with greater gifts flowing from it. The restoration will raise them higher than the original state they held. From the new tree of life will come the Eucharist, the eternal bread from heaven. Jesus promises, if you eat this bread and drink my blood, you will have eternal life. This is the new spiritual food from the tree of life, the new fruit from Christ's side that was pierced on the cross, flowed blood and water. Great symbols of the Eucharist and baptism, and through this we received eternal life, immortality, and became children of God again. So we have the sanctifying grace, the indwelling of the blessed trinity. Salvation flows from the new tree of life 
which is the cross. So there are also different kinds of actual sins. The original sin, which we inherited from Adam and Eve, but that will be erased if we're baptized. So the actual sins, there we ourselves commit that we willfully thought, desire, word, action, and omission forbidden, forbidden by the law of God. So we have the mortal sin, grievous offense against the law of God. So we disobey God in important matter, and knowing its importance, we freely consent it. So we completely turn away from God, our creator and father, and prefer a creature to him. So makes us enemies of God, deprives us from the divine life, and the right to heaven, and takes all our merits away. For the venial sin, when we disobey our Lord, but then we should avoid venial sins because uh, what happens is we, we become weaker, you know, our power to resist temptations. So there are different vices formed by frequent yield, yielding to attraction of sin. It leads us to sin, pride, covetousness, lust, anger, gluttony, envy, sloth, which are the capital sins. Temptation is not sin as long as we do not conform to that attraction of evil. Yes, we can always overcome temptation if we have the will to resist and ask God to help us. In this handbook of prayers, no, there is the examination of conscience. So maybe there is a long form when you will go to confession to the priest. There's a long form because it gives us the do's, the things that we have to consider. Because when we go to um, to confession, to better if we go through the the commandments, the Ten Commandments of God. At night, there are short, short, ano, short examination of conscience. So what are the things that we did wrong? What are the things, and then we ask God's mercy for this. What are the things that we have omitted? What are the things that we did okay? So this one is, you know, it's as, as uh, as uh, children of God, it's so, so nice to be having this examination of conscience. What are the main practical con consequences in the re realism that should guide the lives of Christians? So it prevents us both from naive optimism and hopeless pessimism, which means naive optimism, oh, everything will turn out right, everything will go. Of course, that's not how things are. But we should not be hopeless naman facing our Lord for all the negative things or for the, for our being sinful. It helps us to distinguish what is the proper human nature and for what is the consequence of the wound of sin in our nature. After sin, not everything we experience are spontaneous is good. So human life is a battle, need to behave in the way that is both human and Christian. And the only thing that we have to do here on earth, actually doing God's will and through prayers, through prayers and also asking our Lord, Lord, what do you want me to do?